we got a lot of different things coming at you today, okay? And I'm just sensing a little bit of a low right now. Ladies and gentlemen, can I please have your attention? I've just been handed an urgent and horrifying news story. And I need all of you to stop what you're doing and listen. You're listening to Rock Chalk Sports Talk with Derek Johnson and Nick Springer on FM 1017 and 1320 KLWN. Depend on it. Hey, what's happening? Welcome into another edition of Rock Chalk Sports Talk on KLWN. With Nick Springer, I'm Derek Johnson. Happy Friday. Happy Friday in March, and uh, it's that fun time of year. We got... You know, conference basketball tournaments with all these small leagues going on. They're fighting tooth and nail to get into the NCAA tournament. We got some games on right now. Arch Madness, which is one of the the fun ones. So, uh, lots of basketball going on and will be going on this weekend, including between Kansas and hey, Texas. We did a draft of Martisms. Should Arch Madness have been a selection? No, that's just the name of a tournament. Yeah, but it's in March, and it's like synonymous with March with March. I get what you're saying. Like, the, but like, do you hear anybody say the phrase Arch Madness in any other month ever? No. So then, by that logic, could I take Big 12 Tournament? No, because that, no, <laughs> because Arch Madness is, it's synonymous with March. Is it? And the madness. Didn't Dude, it start? It's madness in its name. What do you mean? I don't know. Eh, just leave it with March Madness. I mean, if you wanted to make that one of the picks, you, you could have. No, so, no. KU takes on Texas on Saturday. We'll uh, spend plenty of the show talking about that. We got Dewan Harris, Bill Self Audio, some fun segments to get to with lie detector test and Florida Man Mad Libs. We're also going to start doing this as spring football is ongoing right now for KU football. Uh, we're going to do devote our kind of 4 o'clock hours on Fridays, Football Fridays, with the KU football team. Now, we won't totally have, I mean, in, in two weeks we won't have a show on Friday because uh, it'll be the first round of the NCAA tournament and we air all yeah. the Westwood Wind coverage. Next week, I don't know how much time we'll have on Friday because if KU wins on Thursday, they would play at 6 and pregame would start at 4.30 on Friday. But in spirit, we will do football start. Fridays when, when we get a chance to do them, including this week. Uh, the University of Kansas Jayhawks are the Big 12 champions in home field apparel is celebrating with the all-new apparel for KU alumni and fans of all ages. Head to homefieldapparel.com or the Home Field Apparel app to purchase these limited edition Kansas apparel offerings, including new t-shirts, ringers, crewnecks, hoodies, joggers, and more. Uh, some of the stuff is starting to sell out, so you want to get in on it quick, and you can get 15% off. Just use code ROCKCHOCK23. That's ROCKCHOCK23. The R in ROCK, the C in CHOCK is capitalized ROCKCHOCK23, and you get 15% off. It's very comfy stuff. They've got really cool designs. You can get a hoodie, uh, a sweater. Um, Like I said, stuff is selling out, so check it out as soon as you possibly can. 15% off with code ROCKCHOCK23 at homefieldapparel.com. KU takes on Texas tomorrow. Kansas has already wrapped up the Big 12. They've already wrapped it up outright. This game doesn't really have meaning toward that, but what they do have meaning towards is what this could matter to getting possibly the number one overall seed, what this game could matter to getting the Midwest and being in Kansas City, and above all else, you're just trying to keep riding that high. You are feeling it right now. Oh yeah, You've won a lot of consecutive games here, keeping it going and showing to yourself, having that pride of just winning a game against a really good opponent on the road. Well, and I think... Kansas winning this game, in my 
humble opinion that I know lots of people care about. I think Kansas winning this game would almost virtually give them the number one overall seed, assuming they don't lose in the quarterfinals of the Big 12 tournament. Like, if you win this game and you win one game in the Big 12 tournament, and then you lose a close game maybe to, like, I, I don't know, Iowa State or TCU or whoever, mm -hmm. I think you've probably got the number one overall seed. I think. So right now, um, there's a cool little tool on Bart Torvik's website called their Team Sheets, and it shows you everything, quad one, quad two, quad three, quad four. It shows their uh, resume numbers, like the KPI, strength of record, which which the committee uses. Kansas is number two in KPI. Alabama's one. They're number one in strength of record. Alabama is two. But then where the separator is, Kansas is 15-5 and five against quad one. Alabama's nine and four. Even if you add quad one plus quad two, Alabama's 16 and four, Kansas is 19 and five. If you beat Texas, to your point, you're notching another one up there. They also have quad one A wins, which I don't know what the cutoff is there, but basically that means it's an elite of the elite win. It's not just quad one. It is it's quad one plus. You know, it's not ESPN, <laughs> it's ESPN plus. Although that ESPN plus kind of did the opposite. That is literally it should be called ESPN minus, shouldn't it? <laughs> I mean, it's it's a lesser version of ESPN. Nonetheless, off that, that diatribe. Literally the dumbest. I know. Well, thing I've ever heard. Alabama has three of those wins. Kansas has six. You would be adding another one of those. So you would yes. you would further distance your resume. Now, I will say Alabama does have. I don't care about Alabama. I'll be honest. Well, they, they have some good games in front of them because they're playing Texas A and M, who, uh, who actually that's a good out team. To be yeah. kind of good. Yeah, I, I think know, that would be a quad one game for them. I don't know when that happened or why they're good now, but. Buzz Williams, he's uh, finally got it going. And then uh, they also would be playing some good opponents in the SEC tournament. So I, I do think I'm kind of Assuming to a point. Assuming Bama does not win the SEC tournament. Yeah, that's where I'm at. If you beat Texas, you're probably the number yes. one overall seed. If Alabama wins out and you lose one of your next games, it's probably Bama. But if we're just talking about the Midwest getting Kansas City, I do that think seems very likely now. that you jump Houston as long as you either lose to Texas, win the Big 12 tournament, or if you beat Texas and lose in the second game or third game in the Big 12 tournament. Yeah, it does seem like the discourse around the Kansas versus Houston debate has finally shifted yeah. in favor of Kansas, which is where I think it always should have been when you look at the resumes. I mean, if you look at them side by side, it's a joke. It is literally a joke. Houston has like two quad one wins. Their best win is like St. Mary's, who they beat like fifty to forty-five back in November. They have it. They don't play anybody. I mean, it's it's terrible. It's, yeah. So here's here's Houston's resume. They are two and one against it's, it's, Quad One it's A. A joke to call it a resume. They are four and one against Quad One. They are eight and zero against Quad Two. So they are twelve and one against Quad One, Quad Two. Like that's a that's a good win percentage. You are right. The schedule's not there. Um, if you look at their KPI, which uh, you know that and strength of record both kind of indicate. Who you've beat, what the scores are, how much you've controlled the game, they're fifth and fourth. So I I think Houston might just very well be the best team in the country, but I continue to say they're not seeding teams, and I don't think they should based on who you think is the best. Because I don't as think, humans, I don't we are think, always wrong. I don't think Houston's the best team in the country. So I think that I, I think that you have to seed things based on what have you accomplished. And if you're going based on what have you accomplished, it's it's not close between the two. So uh, yes, basically this does does give you an opportunity to really get an edge up on Houston for possibly getting uh, the Midwest. And um, like I said, just just feeling those good vibes again. You know, you watch this for entertainment. You watch this to 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 feel pride in your university and your team. Well, go down and and win in Austin. So as far as the matchup goes between these two, we saw Kansas have kind of a weird game in their win at home against Texas. And it the reason kind of it was weird, weird 
for a couple of reasons. One, Kansas scored 88 points despite them going just two of 10 from three point range. Yep. That's and Jaylen, almost. And Jalen Wilson had two points. Yep. I, I guess that's the third reason why it's weird. The the other oh, what reason. Was, what was your other reason? My other reason why it's weird is because the KU bench played really well. Oh, yeah. Yeah. The KU bench, like, well, Ernest gonna, Uday was, gonna... was good, but it was the Joe Yesifu game. He had, yes. he had 14 points off the bench. Well, I was going to ask you about that. That that game really was kind of defined by the bench at certain points. And coming into this game, the bench has been bad. Yeah. So, what I guess what what is what you can, what can you realistically expect from the bench coming into a road game against an opponent that they played well against at home, but then they've been bad lately. I definitely don't think you can expect 14 from Joe. I think you can expect Ernest to give you good minutes off the bench. But yeah, I don't know. It's a complete wild card. By the way, uh, this always reminds me. I, I always love to bring up this game. Okay. Uh, that, that first game where they did put up 88 despite only going 2 of 10 from 3. Yeah. Did you know there was a game in 2008 that Kansas put up 100 on Baylor and they didn't make a single 3? Really? They went 0 of 9 from 3 and they put up 100 points including 64 in the second half <laughs> against Baylor and they beat them by 10. Anyway... Nonetheless, that team was incredible, as we all know. Um, yeah. So, yeah, I mean, the bench, complete wild card. You don't know. You, you really don't. Yeah. In that first matchup, Kansas played five on the perimeter and really attacked the basket. I think the Texas game was really the first game where we saw Kansas just kind of unleash at the rim, driving to the rim, and maybe their, maybe their best game. I think Bill Self said at the time it was their best game when it came to just slashing to the basket and attacking the basket. And they really exploited the fact that Texas doesn't really have a true like rim protector type big man, and that was that was evidenced by them putting up 50, 50 points in the paint in that game and really attacking the basket. And KJ was was a big part of that. Dewan was very aggressive in that game, so there was a lot of positives from that aspect. And I, and I wonder if they will want to use a similar strategy in this game on the road, where they want to try to spread the floor out and utilize Dewan attacking, utilize KJ. Uh, get into the basket. And and again, I mean, Jalen's going to score more than two points, mm-hmm. right? So that that also is going to be something that's different from the first matchup is that Jalen's going to score more than likely. Yes. So, yeah, there, there's a couple things like that that could bounce back for you. And I, I do think like when you look at it just lineup-wise for Texas, it makes sense that I, I know you mentioned they don't have that interior big man. I think it goes beyond that. Because it's not just that, hey, Dylan DeSue's not like a great rim protector. He has and, had a couple good games recently, though. He has, uh, and Christian Bishop is kind of an undersized five-man. But it's, to me, that, you know, they're they're playing like three guards at the one through three who are all kind of undersized. Um, Marcus Carr's not undersized if he's at your one. But when you add on that Tyrese Hunter is more of the one, and he's even slightly undersized for the one, and then Marcus Carr, if he's the two, he's now undersized for a two. Serge Ibari Rice is a 6'4", 180-pound, more of a shooting guard. He's undersized to play the three. And you look at what Kansas has, they play a bunch of those wings. So you're going to have a 6'6", strong Kevin McCullough or a 6'8", Grady Dick on a smaller guy. That should open you up on drives to the rim, which which I think that that kind of adds to it and what you were able to do in the first game. Um, I, I do expect Jalen to play a lot better here, though. I, I really yes. do. Yes, I think uh, it was a frustrating game for him. I thought Timmy Allen did a good job on him defensively. Timmy Allen's a really good player. That's going to be a really fun matchup going back and forth. But I, I expect Jalen to go back off. I expect him to score 15, 20 points. You just kind of chalk that up. Yeah, 
Yeah. And Texas is coming off of two losses against TCU and Baylor, both on the road. And the one thing that correlates between those two losses is they got out-rebounded badly in both of those games. TCU out-rebounded them by almost 20 rebounds in that loss. And so for Kansas, if you can control the glass and control the boards, I think that's going to be an indicator of some success against against Texas because that's what's really caused them to falter in these last two games is they've really, really struggled on the glass and, and have been out-rebounded pretty badly in both those games. And also at this point, Texas is what, – what are they playing for? They're playing for, what, Big 12 seeding? Because – they're probably locked into a two seed in the NBA I don't know. Tournament, I mean, right? it's it's senior day for them. It's also well, I understand all that crap, but like big picture wise, I think big picture. If they win out, they probably get the fourth one seed over Purdue, don't they? In UCLA, they have to win the Big Twelve tournament. That's what I'm saying. If they win out, you know, if they win this game and then win those, I think they probably yes. get them. So I, I think they're probably playing. I also, I mean, there's a case like, what if, what if they do lose this game and lose in the quarterfinals of the Big Twelve? Could they drop to a three seed? I don't think that's out of I, question. I don't. I don't think. I think they're pretty much... I don't know. There's a lot of good teams competing for the twos. Think about, you know, Baylor. Think about if Kansas State makes a deep run in the Big 12 tournament. Think about, um, you know, whoever doesn't get the the other one between Purdue and UCLA, Arizona. Like, there's enough teams in there that if you lose your next two, if you're Texas, you're down to a three seed. So, I, I think there's plenty of motivation from the long Maybe. No, I mean, I, mean, I, I don't want to... I'm not trying to say that they don't have anything to play for, but, like, they've, they're on a two-game losing streak. Because of that, they lost a chance at even having at even being able to fight for a share of the Big Twelve title. Like, yeah, they still have Big Twelve seating and NCAA tournament seating, but I, I mean, are are, are they going to be what's what's their mental attitude going to be like? Are they going to be a little bit demoralized? Could and be. I understand you're coming home and, and it's senior day and everything, and you should be juiced up, but I, I don't know. Yeah, no, they, listen, they very well could be. This is just me extrapolating from Texas football, which maybe <laughs> might be wrong. But how many times do we see Texas football it just feels late like, in the season, yeah. they just give up? Yeah, you know, no, that's fine. They, you know, late in the season, they can't win the Big 12 title. They're like 7-4, and four, and here comes Kansas, here comes Texas Tech, here comes some 4-3, four 4-win four, four mm-hmm. team, and they lose. Yeah. Texas does. No, I, now, I'm not saying, I, again, I, that maybe this is just me. Maybe that's not fair of me to extrapolate that onto, the bas- onto their basketball side, but they have a history of doing that, of just – being in a situation where they they were fighting for a shot at the title, they lose it, they don't have a chance to win it, and then they just kind of give up. Yeah, I mean, I, I think that when you're trying to figure out the, the mentals of everyone going into this game, it, it becomes impossible because you can you can argue that, yeah, Texas is going to be down. They've lost two straight games. They lost the Big 12 title. Like, what if they're just in a funk now? You could also argue that, yeah, they still have enough to play for, and now they're chomping at the bit to get back at it. With Kansas, you could say – Hey, the pressure's all off now. You know, they they're going to play unbelievable. The pressure's all off. This is a a no-lose situation for them. You could also say though that because of the pressure being off, we've seen before we we've seen this on both sides. We've seen games where Kansas has has gone on the road in the season finale. They've already wrapped up the Big 12 outright. And I think back to like Frank Mason's senior year, they win at Oklahoma State. That was a really good Oklahoma State team with Brad Underwood, the coach, and Juwan Evans was the guard. And it was like a super fun game. I think they won like 90 to 85. And it, you could see that the pressure was off. They just The offense was so explosive and wide open. Yeah. We've also, though, seen times where, yeah, KU has, has clinched it up and yeah, then they was, lose by it, 20 uh, points at Oklahoma State, State in 2018. 2013 when they lost to, by like 30 to Baylor? Yeah, to Baylor on yeah. the road. Uh, K-State had lost, I think, earlier in the day, so they had already clinched. Yep. They knew they were going to get at least a share and they lost by so we've seen it both ways so i 
I, I'm not really going to even get into what I expect mentality-wise because I, I don't know. You, ju- you just don't really know until it gets to the game. Yeah, but I do think that's a good point is hypothetically, kind of building off what you were what you were talking about, this should be a game where you have an opportunity for Kansas to, to play free, to play mm-hmm. open, right? Like, just go out there, have some fun, you know? You're going into a hostile environment of a team that had a chance to win the Big 12 title, but they lost because they suck and couldn't do it. <laughs> and then you and then now you can just come in and think about it, uh, if Kansas comes in and, and takes te- and takes Texas down. Mm-hmm. Texas is going to be going into the postseason on a three-game losing streak after they had a chance to win the Big 12 title. I mean, what's that going to do to them going into the Big 12 and the NCAA tournament? They're going to be wrecked. So, I, I don't know. I, I think for Kansas, this, to me, like I said, hypothetically, this should be a game where you have a chance to play free, play open. And I think for a player like Dewan Harris, a player like Jalen Wilson, or even Grady Dick, I mean, look at look at what Grady Dick did down Fieldhouse on, on senior night. He played like a guy that knew that was his last game, and he he played like a guy that was playing with a lot of pressure on his shoulders. Well, now he doesn't have to worry about that in this game against Texas. He can go out and hopefully knock down some threes and, and play in rhythm and rebuild his confidence a little bit before conference play and the postseason starts. Yeah. I will say this is, uh, and I think I said this going into the first time they met, it is a really fun game in terms of individual matchups. Now, I don't know how Kansas is going to approach this defensively. Are we going to see the Baylor and the maybe, uh, I don't know, TCU strategy where it's Dewan and Kevin stick on guys? Are we going to see them switch everything? This is more of a team that would make sense to switch because they don't have like that, that ultra size. But then again, when they switched in the second half against Texas, Marcus Carr went off. So I could just see them saying, hey, Dewan, you stick on Marcus Carr because when you were on him, he had a much bigger deal. But, I mean, Marcus Carr going up against possibly Dewan Harris, that's a great matchup. Yeah. Timmy Allen's really good going up against Jalen Wilson. We saw him get the better of Jalen the first game, but last year when they played in, in Allen Fieldhouse, Jalen got the better of Timmy Allen. That should be a good matchup. You have the the sharpshooters going at each other, Serge Jabari Rice for Texas, Grady Dick for Kansas. You have uh, Christian Bishop, who's kind of the undersized five when he's in the game going against the undersized five with – with KJ Adams, uh, there's a lot of fun, I think, interesting matchups that that just go parallel with each other in this game. Kansas wins if what? I think Kansas wins if they play open like we discussed and, and play loose and also control the glass. Like like I said earlier on, Texas the what has correlated between their their most recent two losses against Baylor and TCU has been they've struggled on the glass. So if you can take control of the glass and control the boards early, if you're Kansas. I think that's going to really sink Texas, and that's been their struggle against TCU and Baylor. And even in those games, if you look at just the offensive rebounds, they were kind of equal. It was really on the defensive glass where where Texas struggled the most. So that's where I that's where I expect to, where I think Kansas has a chance to maybe take advantage. And and again, if they're getting into the paint and getting shots at the rim, that should allow for guys to be coming in from behind to get offensive rebounding chances as well. So. I look for the glass to be a factor in this game, and also I just want to see what Kansas's mentality is. If they're coming out playing free, playing loose, I'll feel I'll feel pretty good. Yeah, I mean, to your point on the rebounding, Kansas is only eighth in conference-only games in offensive rebound rate. They are third in defensive rebound rate, but they got a bunch against Texas because Texas is ninth in defensive yeah. rebound rate. They're also just ninth in offensive rebound rate. Yeah, so they've really struggled. Yeah, take care of the boards. I'll, I'll say uh, if you take care of the ball, Texas has been one of the better teams. They're second in Big 12-only games in turnover rate defensively. You did a really good job taking care of the ball in the first game, just 11 turnovers. They had 15. If you come up even or even win that category again in this game, 
because they've actually done a good job of avoiding turnovers this year. So if you win that category again this time, I think you win the game. I will also say if you get out of your shooting slump, 31% from three in February, yeah. if if because of that looseness, you shoot 40% from three, you win the game. Those are the Brady, two avenues. Looking at you. Yeah. Could be a bounce back game for him. We'll see. I hope it is. I wouldn't be surprised. I mean, yeah. Anyway, uh, we got some Dewan Harris audio. We'll share that for you next. With Nick Springer, I'm Derek Johnson. This is RCST on KLWN. Depend on it. Welcome back into Rock Chalk Sports Talk on KLWN, KLWN.com, and the KLWN app. With Nick Springer, I'm Derek Johnson. Coming up in the 4 o'clock hour, we'll start up our Football Friday here on the show, talking a little KU football as spring ball has begun. We've got a bunch of player interview audio that uh, we're going to get to throughout the hour, so looking forward to that stuff there. All right. With that being said, it is time for another edition of Lie Detector Test on our Friday here on RCST. First up comes from Jim Curtin. You may be wondering. Yeah, just like Nick said, who is Jim Curtin? He is the Philadelphia Union head coach, the uh, MLS team out in Philadelphia. Okay. He was asked about, has Ted Lasso hurt U.S. coaches in Europe? He said, do I think it has set back the American coach 20 years? Yes, I do. Wow. Really? Yeah. Wow. It's harsh. Okay, so... Full disclosure, I've never seen Ted Lasso. I mean, I, I know the premise of it. It's like a football coach that then goes to try to like be a manager of soccer in Europe, right? Yes. So I don't really know if it's like I'm assuming there's a lot of like cultural things in the, that the show makes fun of with like American football versus actual European football, whatever soccer. Yeah, there's some. So I I don't know, but that's that's a that's a pretty aggressive statement. I mean, first of all, it's a TV show. Why do you hate it? Why do you hate on a TV show? Seriously, it's such like an uplifting, endearing TV show too, which is why I think a lot of like, people I like it. I don't. Yeah, exactly. I don't think I've met a single person who's like, no, Ted Lasso. I hate that show. Right, right. Except uh, for this guy, apparently. Uh, apparently, guy. Yeah. Okay. Here's. I, my, I feel like he probably thinks it's the truth. I guess, but like, here's the problem. What's that? It's it's this idea that he thinks this TV show is going to like like if if there's like. Do, so, you, do you think he applied for, I guess, yeah, I say, like a, is he mad a job? That he didn't get a, and he didn't get it, yeah. and he thinks it dates back to this? That'd be kind of weird. That'd be very weird. I don't think he's lying. I think he thinks it's the truth, but it's, yeah, I, I, I don't think it the is truth, the truth. I, and I don't think there's any way to really determine if it's the truth or not. I guess. But you know like, what I'm saying? Unless you went, went around and interviewed all of the European coaches or managers or whatever and was like, hey, are you specifically not hiring Americans because of this show? There's no way any of them are going to be like, yes. There might be an inherent bias there where they're like, yeah, we don't think they know soccer, but I guarantee that was there before the the, the show. Yes. And there's 100%. no way this show that some guy who's going to hire a manager for some you know soccer club that's worth $300 million is going to be like, yeah, yeah you know, I'm I was going to hire this coach. He's really good. But then again, I watched that episode of Ted Lasso and nah, I don't know like, anymore. I've got two coaches. And this American guy is better than the other guy. But yeah, Ted Lasso, give me, give me, no. give me the guy from Italy. No, not gonna happen. So it, it's a lie, I think, in general. But I don't think the guy. I think the guy thinks he's telling the truth. Yeah. The Chicago Bears sources, according to ESPN's Adam Schefter, say that they are leaning toward moving the number one pick in the NFL draft. Dude, okay. I hate when they do this, man. Because here's like something that. Inherently, most people have just already known for a long time. And then here comes Adam Schefter. Oh, breaking news. 
sources tell me that the Bears are leaning towards trading the number one pick. Uh, you think? <laughs> what are, What are we doing here? Literally, what are we doing? Do you believe them, though? Do you believe the Bears? <laughs> yes. I do yes. believe them. I, I, okay, here, I believe them, but I also I mean, think this is partially a lie. I don't think they're leaning toward moving the number one pick. I think they want yes. to move the number one yes. pick. Yes, absolutely, yes. So it's it's like a soft lie. You know, they're not <laughs> telling us. Because if they say, if they come out and they go, we are going to move the number one pick, then, then, the then value their goes leverage down. goes down, yes, right? Because teams exactly. are like, oh, well, we know you have to trade it then. You yes. just said that. Well, you don't have to trade it, but yeah. But yeah, you, you yeah. kind of back yourself into a corner. So I, yeah, no, I've got a friend who's a Bears fan, and he was, he was overjoyed when the Bears got the number one pick because he was like, yeah, we can trade it now. Yeah. They're, everybody's known. Everybody's known it. since December they were going to trade it. Mm-hmm. So, no, it's not a lie. But, again, there's a little bit of it that it's not hard Soft enough. Soft lie. Uh, Steven Jones who uh, of the uh, Dallas Cowboys, the son of Jerry Jones. And I forget his official title with the team, but he does something with player personnel. His official title is the son of Jerry Jones, I thought. <laughs> is that the official title? <laughs> All right, here's a quote. He was asked about if he believes that Dak can uh, lead the Cowboys to the Super Bowl. I've got all the faith in the world. We can win this thing with Dak. Because we know him. We know what he's about. His leadership skills are undeniable. Impeccable work ethic. Other than he hadn't won some key playoff games, he's everything (laughs) you want in a quarterback. From the day he walked in the door, he's won a lot of games. We just got to get over the hump. Dude, no way. No way he actually said that. <laughs> That's awesome. Okay, so... Oh, oh, yeah, other than not winning in the playoffs, he, he wins all the other times. See, this so, is, this is how you cover a perfect lie. You add facts in there. He adds the part, like, he's like, you know... His, we know what he's about. Okay, that's a fact. His leadership skills are undeniable. Sure, he could be a good Fine, leader. Sure, Impeccable yeah. work ethic. Sure, probably could, yeah, could be true. Um, other, uh, he's ever from the day he walked in the door, he's won a lot of games. Factual. Kind of. We true, just yeah. got to get over the hump. Factual. Here's the part that's a lie. Well, I don't know. This part's just funny. That line again. Other than he <laughs> hadn't won some key playoff games, he's everything no, you want in a quarterback. That's the most. But that truth. is everything you want in a quarterback. Yes, you want exactly. them to win playoff games. Yes. And the part where he says, I've got all the faith in the world. We can win this thing with Dak. Do you? Do you? Wasn't there a report? We we had, we literally had the Cowboys on like two weeks ago, three weeks ago. About how they were going to draft CJ Stroud. Stroud, Yeah. This is clearly a lie. (laughs) Without a doubt. Now, I'm trying to, I'm trying to hold myself because I'm three for three on on some sort of a lie. Are they so, are the Cowboys so wrapped up in their own narratives that they don't know what's the lie and what's the truth? What's the truth? Oh, that's a good part. Uh, that could be a good point. I, yeah, Dude, probably. Stephen Jones, probably. Is he is he attached so far from reality that he doesn't even know? Well, I mean, that's just like the Dallas Cowboys stink, and that's like the the classic Dallas Cowboy fan is above all and yes. everything. Like, you you lose in the playoffs, and then the very next day, it's like, oh, but we're winning the Super Bowl next year. Yes, and and that's just kind of so. So maybe maybe that that could be a good point. Okay. Now I'm trying to I'm trying to as we do this I feel like I always lean lie on all of these and I'm trying to see the truth but I I don't see it in that one. Okay, this one would from, that make uh, you? I wonder if. Oh, sorry. Would that make, make you? A, like, would that make you a good or a bad like police detective? Probably bad because if would, you think everyone's lying, yeah, wouldn't you be not very? But like, well, you have to be able to see through the lies. Actually, no. So, I think it'd make me good because I can't I can't actually incriminate somebody. If I was like a detective, you can't actually incriminate somebody thinking they're going to. I can't just like go to the judge and be like, no, he's lying. No, I have to have actual evidence. But me me thinking that they were always lying would drive me 
toward always trying to find the proper evidence. But wouldn't wouldn't you I just think be chasing your tail at some point though? Maybe. If somebody's telling the truth, because you would then know. Yes, I would. Yeah, you would know. I would. I think, think I would, everyone lies. Well, no, I think I'd be a good detective in that way because I would always drive myself, but I'd also be very depressed. Because when you're right, when somebody was telling the truth, I'd just talk myself into them not telling the truth. Anyway, uh, Drew Timmy, I love this one. I've done my four years, he told Seth Davis of The Athletic. I'm a senior and I'm moving on. Is he lying or will he be back? Yes, he's lying. <laughs> he will be back next year, 2023, 2024, 2025, however many years he has available. However many years he has available. I really wanna I really wanna say this is a lie that he's gonna come. I mean, to Dude, be honest, there was the story earlier where he was talking about how he make he makes more money yeah. at Gonzaga than he'd ever make anywhere That's else. That's the thing. Like it so actually why makes more sense. Keep playing? It makes more sense. And if he yes. comes back and he does deliver a title to Gonzaga for the first time ever, he would go down as by far the best player in program history. I don't know, maybe he's already that, but they have some other good ones as well. Yeah. And if you if you are inherently the best pro player in program history, that is worth so much more even after you're done with college. Yes. Plus, like you said, you'd make you more being there. You get every NIL deal you want in Gonzaga, yeah. Washington. It or almost makes the, what the hell, what Spokane. The Spokane. Are they in Sp yeah. okay. Spokane. Gonzaga, Washington. Spokane, uh, Washington. <laughs> but yeah, so it makes sense. But I will not say this is a lie. Why? What, what reason would he have he would, to lie about yeah, this? Yeah, he has no reason to lie. That would be objectively funny, though, if this was a lie. <laughs> and he just said that. Well, we're going to know next year. Yeah. Brandon Marshall, former uh, NFL wide receiver, who now does like all sorts of podcasts and media stuff. He says that four teams have called him saying they want in on Aaron Rodgers. Okay. Does this mean that like one team called him four separate times? <laughs> or that four different, four different people from him. the same team? <laughs> Like maybe the uh, Jets called teams? him. Maybe the Jets called him four times. Okay, wait, no, but you're missing the point here. What? Why are teams calling Brandon Marshall <laughs> to tell him? Like, imagine, imagine. Oh, wait, that's a good point. Brandon Marshall never played with Aaron no, Rodgers. No, but also, they were never on the same team. Brandon Marshall does not work for any team. What does he have to? What? Okay, yeah, I I totally. What, what do these teams? If you are, if you are like, imagine, imagine if you're the uh, like who who would want Aaron Rod the Jets? Imagine if you're the Jets general manager. Okay, what do you have to gain by calling Brandon Marshall and being like, hey, we we really want Aaron Rodgers? <laughs> like what? This is this got to be a lie. This got to be a lie. <laughs> There's no way. The only way this is not a lie, maybe that it's like some some former some players. Well, because. He, That's Brandon what it Marshall is, right? was on the Bears. No, for actually, a while, no. Right? This is not a lie. Yeah, he was what? Bears, Broncos. He was on the Bears. Like, was it Jets, man? I don't know. But he was on the Bears when the Bears played against Aaron Rodgers. So that's like, I guess that's Maybe. the Aaron Rodgers connection, basically. I don't know, dude. Here, here's my guess what happened. I actually don't think this is a lie. I think it's just framed as a lie. It makes it sound like you have league, like sort, like the like GMs and yeah, players yeah, personnel. Think I think what it is is he has some friends in the NFL who are like players on teams. So like he has a, a friend who's like you know one of the like in the receiver the group in the Jets who who Brandon Marshall texted and was like, man, that'd be crazy if you got Aaron Rodgers. And he was like, yeah, I hope we get him. And then he. <laughs> took that right I, I bet you that's what it is so it's not really a lie it's just like bending the truth which I guess is a lie I don't know again <laughs> okay. I'm falling back in the category of I'll just say no it's not a lie okay but it's not the truth <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know what to think of that one okay uh Tom Brady I dude I I saw this and this like has to be a joke right <laughs> I don't know um 
Tom Brady delays Fox Sports job to pursue stand-up comedy. He's comedy considering it. He's considering Dude, it. I don't believe this. Story. I saw that tweet and I was this, like, this is a fake tweet. Did you read tweet. the story? Fake tweet. Did you actually read the story the way? No, because I was, don't believe he, this. He was in the movie 80 for Brady, right? Yeah. And the, the old... Lady actors, there were like some famous ones. I don't know what their names are though. Jane Fonda, J- Jane Lily Fonda, Tomlin, yeah, yeah. Sally Apparently, Field, Rita they Moreno. told Tom Brady that he was really funny in the movie, mm-hmm. and he took that as, oh, <laughs> I'm just really Dude, funny in general. No, stop. And now I stop. can go be, I can go. This do whole comedy. thing sounds like an Onion article. I do not believe this for a second. <laughs> I do not believe this for a second. Well, also, Fox Sports is paying him five hundred bajillion dollars to be a broadcaster. He's not even going to broadcast. Like what? <laughs> What, what is going on there? I don't believe this for a second. I, I think this is all a joke. <laughs> There's no way. No way. Dude, this is the ultimate midlife crisis, though. <laughs> like, the ultimate midlife crisis. Like, here's a guy. Oh, my gosh. He, he's, he's retired from his job that he that he devoted everything to. He devoted so much every, of everything of his life to this job that he literally destroyed his family. He divorced his wife. Now he's going and now he's retired. Comedy? And he's like, dude, I'm having a midlife crisis. I got to do something. I know. Stand-up comedy. Okay. Uh, How about uh, this one from Bryce Young? Uh, He was asked about his size at the Combine. Quote, I've been this size, respectfully, my whole life. Well, that's obviously a lie. (laughs) That's obviously a lie. So you just popped out of the womb. Have you been 5'8", 190 pounds your whole life? No, he, he oh, popped wait, out of the womb. 5'9", 5'11". Five, five five, five, popped out of the womb, and everybody was like, holy cow, this guy's going to end up being 10 feet tall. He's already 5'9". He was like, no, he just <laughs> stayed that height his whole life. But, no, of course that's a lie. Of course. Uh, but I get what he meant. Uh, anyway, awesome. uh, how about a couple from uh, NFL executives? This one from Bengals director of player personnel, Duke Tobin. On uh, Joe Mixon being Brother, on the roster a, that's next That's not a year. real name. Duke Tobin? Yeah, that doesn't sound It's not a real name. If it is, it sounds like somebody who should not be in the NFL. Duke Tobin should be like motocross like or something, you know? <laughs> That's true, actually. Or like yeah. he's, he's the next Travis Pastrana. Remember that, dude? He was like yeah. so... Uh, Travis Pastrana still, he's racing the, the Daytona 500. Wow. Okay, uh, anyway, he said on Joe Mixon being on the roster next year, I don't know. <laughs> I love that quote. I think this is the I truth. I guess this can't be a lie, right? It has to be the truth. It has yeah. to be the truth. Literally has to be the truth. He's, he's being honest. Yes. I don't know. Yes. He didn't give 100%. some BS answer about no, like... No, that's great. I wish more people would yeah, say, I don't know. Because he could have been like, you know, if the number's right, or like, we, we're we actively working together with Joe to see yep. if he can be back next year. Yep. That would be like the BS answer. Uh, no, this is the real answer. I don't yes. know. Yeah. I, I wish Clearly more coaches, NFL executives would mm-hmm. say, I don't know. And, and, and honestly, like in life. You know, you don't have to fake knowing yes. things. Just if you don't know something, say, I, I don't, don't know. know. Yes. This one from Ravens GM Eric DaCosta says he, quote, continues to be optimistic, end quote, about re-signing Lamar Jackson. I I think this is maybe the truth, but also the Ravens, are the way they're acting, it's making it seem like they are actually considering life without Lamar Jackson, which is wild because then where does Lamar Jackson go? Uh, I, I've seen a lot, like with the Falcons. You know, he's from that area. Uh, I, I don't think he's from Atlanta specifically, but from kind of the South. And I mean, he went to Louisville and everything, which is kind of nearby. I don't know. I, I don't believe this to be honest. I, I think that they're kind of done. I think they're headed for a split. That'd be wow. wild. I, I know. I, I, that would be crazy. I but get one of the good quarterbacks out of the AFC. There yeah, needs Anthony. more in the NFC. You know. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And then draft Anthony Richardson. He's Nick Springer. 
I'm Derek or, Johnson. Or His odds, by the way, have risen up to five to one to be the number one or the top quarterback taking it. Like started yeah. at like 40 it's been a roller crazy. coaster of emotions for him. All right, uh, one hour down, two to go. We got a uh, NCAA tournament vignette, I think, coming up here. We uh, also have a football Friday coming up in the 4 o'clock hour. This is RCST on KLWN. 4 o'clock hour, you're listening to Rock Chalk Sports Talk on KLWN with Nick Springer. I'm Derek Johnson, and uh, we get on to a football Friday here. KU football has started up spring ball. We're going to get to a bunch of different player interviews uh, we have audio from Jalen Daniels, Jason Bean, Devin Neal, Kenny Logan, Rich Miller, Craig Young, O.J. Burrows. So uh, a lot of player audio to get to on the show here. But let, let's start kicking this off just talking about what are some of the biggest spring headlines for KU football headed into the res- this rendition of the practices. I think number one by far has to just be the the newcomers that are climbing aboard, trying to yeah. fill some holes, yeah, trying to help the defense specifically. Yeah, and Brian Borland said that – he feels that KU hit on every single one of their newcomers. Yeah, that was quite a, something to say. Really, yeah, that's a really, really positive sign. I mean, you think about a guy like Gage Keys, JB Brown, uh, who was rated the same, who was given the same rating as Logan Brown, who was the highest rated, one of the highest rated recruits in the whole portal, and JB Brown got the same rating, a linebacker from Bowling Green. Uh, there's a couple of other guys on the D line that they brought in as well. So that was uh, to say that to make that statement this early, I think that's that's pretty telling. That's pretty demonstrative, right? Mm-hmm. Of the kind of guys that they are have brought in and how they feel about them. Uh, so I'm, I'm pretty impressed by that, and I think that has to make you feel pretty excited because obviously I think from the outside perspective, when you look at Kansas, pretty much all of the major questions are on the defensive side of the ball, right? I mean, you're returning 9-10 starters on the offensive side of the ball. You've got Jalen Daniels back. You've got Devin Neal back. You've got your receivers back. You've got most of the line back. You feel pretty good about that side of the ball. But again, it was the defense that kind of struggled last season as well. And on top of that, you lose Lonnie Phelps, right? You lose your interior D-line. You lose Sam Burt. But on the flip side, Rich, you have Rich Miller returning. You have Kenny Logan returning. You have Melo Dotson and Kobe Bryant on the outside. So there are still some really positive pieces coming back for K football. But it, I think it did feel like when the, with the announcement of Lonnie Phelps entering the NFL draft, that was a pretty significant blow to the overall attitude towards the improvement of the defense next season. And so to counteract that, K went out in the portal and yeah. got some guys. And yeah. clearly they feel pretty good about them so far. Yeah, and I think it's it's reasonable because with as much as the defense struggled last season, especially at the end of the year and especially in the bowl game there, and you go, oh, we you just lost your, your best player with Lonnie Phelps. Like, how are you going to get better now? I guess the hope is the sum of the parts. If because they still are bringing back a majority of the defense, yes. so yes. if just everybody gets a little better who's coming back, and some of these additions can add something, that should be enough. Now maybe they're not as good of a, a pass rushing team with one guy, but maybe again the sum of the parts. Maybe the entire D line is overall net better as a pass rushing unit, and maybe it's even harder to certain extents um, because you know this past year for KU, if you took Lonnie Phelps out of the game, it was a lot harder for them to get a pass rush. Well, maybe yeah. now this year. They'll have multiple guys that can go after the quarterback a little bit better. That's at least the hope or the avenue for the defense getting better. And while we're talking about Lonnie Phelps, I just wanted to say also he's been doing very well at the combine. Yeah. Very well. Uh, And he looks like he's going to be somebody who could get drafted maybe earlier than you might have thought. Yeah. Uh, He had the most reps of any linebackers on the bench press yesterday, I think. So he's had a nice performance at the combine. And I think he had a pretty good senior bowl week also. So 
that's a good that's that's good that's cool yeah good for him and you know yeah. kind of carry that banner yeah, certainly. whenever you see him at you know, Sunday Night Football and he'll be like Lonnie Phelps <laughs> Kansas right certainly that's best of cool. luck to him yeah yeah absolutely so uh, obviously those additions for KU I, I think go beyond the defense with some of the offensive linemen that they've brought in like that's been obviously the biggest additions that they've kind of pressed on the offense which has a majority of guys back but yeah it's how can those defensive linemen come about with the loss of Lonnie Phelps I am very excited for JB Brown um, like you said, had the same rating as Logan Brown, and, and that was something else that Brian Borland said, that he um, kind of allows them to move Rich Miller and Taiwan Berryhill to the same position. So now basically your linebacker core that, that struggled last year with you know Rich Miller, Taiwan Berryhill, uh, Lorenzo McCaskill, and Eric Gilliard – and there were some flashes there. It's, yeah, it wasn't and all Craig bad. Craig Young had a solid season. Yeah, yeah. I, more I, of like I a almost, hybrid safety. I yeah. almost don't even view him as a real linebacker. Hybrid linebacker, nickel, basically. I just view him as like a position all to himself <laughs> because of that, what you said. He's, he's kind of a nickel linebacker safety hybrid. Yeah. Um. So that's that's kind of different. But like as far as those core linebackers, I guess, like yeah. that was a struggle for you last year. Now, it was a vast improvement. The year before, it was even bigger struggle. So they did take big steps Yeah, up. and on the stat sheet, those guys were your top tacklers sure. every week. but. And like I said, there yeah. there were still were some you know positives there, um, yeah. but I think that shows you that you bring in JB Brown, and if the expectation is he can be one of your better linebackers and be a starter, the fact that he can move everybody down the line a little bit, and now that Rich Miller and Taiwan Berryhill more so become competitors for each other and become split guys, I think that's huge news for this defense and what it could be. Because again, if we go back to Lonnie Phelps thing. If you're getting worse at your pass rush, can you get better everywhere else? Can you get better in run defense? Can you get better in coverage? Well, you have your entire you secondary back. Yeah, you should say. be able to. Yeah, exactly. If you have better linebacker play, which you added what sounds like may be, end up being your best linebacker this year, and then you have the improvement of other guys already back, and your the rest of your D-line can help you out with, with being better run defenders— that's the avenue for this team being better. Even if you're worse as a pass rushing unit, if you're just much better as a run defense unit, you're going to be a better defense. Yeah, and that's important. Yeah, yeah. Now, I mean, if you're not, if you're facing more third and seven, third and eight right. instead of third and three, third and twos, you're going to have more success, yep. and you're going to be put an opportunity to utilize your pass rush a little bit more. Right? Like that's kind of the other aspect of it is your pass rush also can be neutralized by not being well, not being strong against the run. Yeah. Yeah, I'll be honest. I was after the Lonnie Phelps news. I was uh, pretty to the point of like, I don't know how much better this defense is going to be. Like, I think a lot of people. I think I think it's fair. I think first of all, there was the initial shock of I don't think Lonnie going to the draft was necessarily fully on a lot of people's radar. Mm -hmm. So I think there was like the initial shock of like just the news itself. But then also, yeah, that second part was like with Lonnie Phelps leaving. Now you've literally lost your entire D line. And if the defense doesn't get better, that's the avenue to the team taking a step back and only winning four or five games. But the longer we go about this and the more we hear about some of those guys and, and the comment, like you said, of Borland saying how we've hit on all these guys, yeah. that makes me feel a lot better that the defense will be better. And if the defense is better, and then we go back to what is probably the other biggest storyline of, of camp or, or of spring ball, the continuity of quarterback and on offense, yeah, this should be a team that wins more games than they did last year. Yeah, and Jalen Daniels is a guy that, even nationally, people are saying, "Hey, this is this is the best quarterback coming back in the Big yep. Twelve this season, right?" And I, I think we, we mentioned it yesterday, right? When if you if you're Kansas and you have the best quarterback in the Big Twelve coming back, plus Lance Leipold, who we think is a top half of the league coach, and your entire offense is back, you should be able to take a step forward. You should be able to shoot for eight wins, seven, eight, nine wins, maybe, right? Like that. 
that should be something that maybe is more realistic. And and again, sometimes I almost just pitch myself thinking about this because, dude, two years ago to say that you would say, man, Kansas has the best quarterback and the best coach coming back, <laughs> and they have a chance to win eight games. Mm-hmm. Like, how crazy does that sound? It sounds ludicrous, but that's the reality we're in, right? Like, this is a team that they're not going to get pushed around anymore. They've they've set the tone. They've set that they've set that standard of. You know, when teams like Oklahoma State or Oklahoma or even some of your middle teams of the conference, like uh, Texas Tech, when they roll into town, it's not going to be one-sided. It's not going to be one team's just going to knock over the other. And that's huge. That's huge. Because now you feel like you're on the same level playing field as some of those other upper echelon teams in the conference for the first time in, what, 15 years? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's incredible. That's it incredible. really is. Uh, so those are the other one. the The only other ones that that uh, the only other biggest spring headline for me is probably just like the young players looking to make a mark. Even if it's not about this year, even if it's about moving forward, guys. Whether it's uh, early enrollees, like you have a Calvin Clements coming in yeah. and trying to make a mark. Not necessarily that he's going to play this year, but that he could start establishing inroads to, yeah. to be a guy in, like in a Jayden, year or two down the Jayden road. Jaden Ham, right? Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Jaden Ham or. Yeah. You know, a lot of the questions I asked uh, to some of the player interviews that we're going to have coming up in, in our upcoming two segments, one of the questions I, I liked asking some of the players was like, who's a young player who uh, we should start to learn about, whether it's for, you know, kind of coming up this year or in the future? And you're going to hear some guys, and, and I think it's opportunities for those guys to establish to be next, right? Because if you can get yourself in a position where you're now the backup this year behind a guy who graduates at the end of the year, you were the starter next year, but the work you did to accomplish that was more so this spring. So that's that's the other big storyline that I kind of have coming into. Uh, and I do think ball. something else that we could touch on a little bit. Uh, I I mean it's 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 a storyline, but it doesn't really affect this team, I guess, as much. But obviously, a lot of the announcements of the updates and 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 stuff that they're going to expand with the Anderson mm-hmm. Football Complex, and obviously, we're hoping or expecting some more concrete stadium news later this spring, early in the summer. So. I don't really, I don't really know if that's like a storyline, but it's definitely something to to keep an eye on, more off the field related. But it's one of those things that is a foundational pillar of continuing to take this program to the higher, to a higher level. He's Nick Springer. I'm Derek Johnson. We're going to take a timeout. When we come back, we've got some player interviews with some of the offensive players, including the two quarterbacks, Jalen Daniels and Jason Bean. This is RCST on KLWN. Depending on it. Five o'clock hour here on Rock Chalk Sports Talk, KLWN. With Nick Springer, I'm Derek Johnson. We're going to get to our KU game picks, Rock Chalk Pickahog, in just a second. Did want to make mention of this. The NCAA Rules Committee has announced major changes to speed up college football games. There will be no more consecutive timeouts, which um, that was not allowed in the NFL, but it was allowed in college football. So, like, if you had two timeouts, you could ice the kicker back-to-back. Um, in the NFL, if you call back-to-back timeouts, you get a 15-yard penalty. It's like unsportsmanlike conduct or something. So you won't be able to do that anymore. No untimed downs at the end of the first and third quarters, meaning if you know there's four seconds left and you throw a ball downfield and with zero seconds there's a pass interference, you don't get a play with zero seconds in the third quarter. Instead, it would just be the first play of the fourth quarter would be the next play. And then running clock after first down conversions uh, is – is going to happen. So basically, the clock is not going to stop after first downs except within two minutes of the first half. So there so won't be a two-minute warning. not in the second warning. half? Only the first half. 
That's what this says. Maybe maybe this is written wrong. That doesn't make sense. Shouldn't it be both? You would think it'd be both. Yeah, probably both. Okay. But either way, for majority of the game. So we're going to be shaving two minutes off of games. <laughs> no, it'll be more than that. Um, I saw something today about the NFL, the college games, that they have the same amount of commercial breaks and commercial time between NFL and college games, but that on average last year, like college games lasted about 25 minutes longer than NFL games. Yeah, that's because the clock stops at the first downs. And also they just the run a billion plays. Half times about five minutes longer. And half times longer. Yeah. yeah. So I, I think it'll probably shave I don't about. I think half time is going to change though. No, I, no, but they this... got to they gotta let the band have their, have their time. I do think that this will probably shave about 10 minutes. Ooh, 10 Maybe minutes. 15. Ooh. 15 minutes. Ooh. Hmm. Better than a stick in the eye. What? <laughs> it is. I don't even. I've never even heard of that. Would you rather have it, or would you rather not? I mean, I I don't want anything in my eye. Well, not the stick. the The games being longer. Would you rather have the games longer or the games shorter? I I don't really care. Okay. I mean, I'm gonna I'm watch it regardless. Probably. Okay. That's fair. All right, KU game picks. There is a line out on DraftKings. Okay. Kansas is getting two and a half points. They are plus one twenty five money line. We do not have a total though that is out That's on DraftKings. Weird. They think the game is going to be played 103 to 101. Oh, wait, no. I just refreshed, and the total is now officially out. It has uh, the total at 148.5. Okay. You were 15 and 15. You went 0 and 2 last game to As perfectly get the I 500. Have perfectly <laughs> predicted I am 500, which mm-hmm. is exactly where I wanted to be. Okay. Well, then, so how are you going to stay there? This is the last game of the season, so I need to go Regular 500 in this, in this game. Regular season. Regular season. Mm-hmm. So I need to go 500 here. Yes. So I'm going to go with Kansas. Okay. I think that one's going to hit. And I'm going to – I think it's going to go over, so I'm going to pick under. <laughs> okay, under 148 now. Yeah, that's a lot of points. Clearly last game went well over. Yeah. I think – I'm going to go over as well. Or I, No, I'm sorry. You, you were going to go over, but you're switching <laughs> to the under. So I am going to go over because I do think I'm, – I'm actually trying to – do well here. Okay. Um, I don't know. I don't really have a read on, on which way this one's going to go. So if you're giving me two and a half points with Bill Self and Kansas, I'll just take Kansas. So Kansas plus two and a half and then the over. Okay. All right. On to Rock Chuck Pick a Hawk. You get a point for every point they score. Two for assists and rebounds. Three for steals and blocks. Minus one for missed shots. Minus two for turnovers. Minus one for fouls. Minus three if you foul out. You take one player each from... The Big 12 opponent, which in this case is Texas. You have the first pick. I'm a 14 to 13, and this is the final regular season version. Okay, so are we going to reset for the postseason, or are we going to, what's the... I think, okay, here's how I think we should do it. Okay. Because basically, like, the regular season in college basketball leads to the postseason. Yes. And you it gives you an advantage. You get a higher seed. But and it's still one game elimination, right? Sure. So I think if this is tied, if you win this matchup, it's 14-14, we reset. Because at that point, it doesn't matter anyway, right? Okay. I, I thought we were talking about doing the conference tournament as more of an experiment with different yes, ways to do this, though. Different rules. But yeah. for the NCAA tournament, or we could lump in the Big 12 tournament with this, too. I think there should be, if, if I win this and I go up 15-13, to 13, I think we reset at 0-0, but I get some sort of advantage. Whether that means I get the first pick every time, or I, I don't know. We can we okay. can discuss what that advantage okay. would be. Sure. I get like sure. a two point advantage or something. You know, I don't know. Whatever. <laughs> okay, we'll figure that out. Okay, so I have the first pick. Yeah, Jalen Wilson. Okay, 
Jalen Wilson. Don't you got, think he's, he's going to repeat more than two points. All right, I'll take the over. I hope on that as well. Um, man, I I think this game this is kind of tough. Yeah, so I'm actually going to go a little out of the blue with the second pick. I'm going to go KJ Adams. Okay, it's a good matchup for him. When you look at when Christian Bishop's in there, you have another small ball center. Dylan yeah. Disu has been been better lately, but he's not like a seven foot behemoth. He's like six no. nine. He's kind of a stretch five. I, I like the matchup there. He's from Austin, Texas, going back home. I think KJ has a big game, and then this one is also very tough because Dewan's been playing so well. Kevin fills the stat sheet. Kevin Grady fills the stat sheet. Can fill the stat sheet if he's right. shots. But I do think Grady's going to have a bounce back game. So what's what are you going? So that's with? tough. I am going to go Kevin McCuller. He's playing back okay. in in his home state, the Lone Star State as well. And like you said, yep. he, he fills up the stat sheet. It's pretty close to Austin. It's like an hour. Yeah. All right, well, I'll go with uh, DeWan Harris and Grady Vick. Okay, easy picks for you there. Yep. I will take Ernest Uday. He played well off the bench last time against Texas. He so did. I can hope that happens. He did. And then I will go with uh, Joe Yasifu. He uh, played very well last time hey, off the bench against Texas. Maybe he just has something going. Maybe he has some sort of matchup there. I'm not expecting 14 points, but just give me a positive. Back-to-back games that <laughs> both Joe and Bobby have had negatives in Rock Chalk Pickahawk. So, I'll take Joe. <laughs> yeah, now the question becomes here, do I go with Bobby? Or do you guarantee I, a zero? And then you don't have to worry about <laughs> getting a negative like it's been the past two games. Yeah, or maybe, I don't know, maybe Zuby gets a chance to play. Uh, I think I'm going to go with Bobby, I guess. That was a uh, ringing endorsement. <laughs> and then I'm going to go with Marcus Carr for my Texas pick here. Okay. Hmm, so Carr went off last time. So I have to, I have two picks here. One of them yep. has to be a Texas player. Let's get the Texas one out of the way now. Last time we did this, I took Tyrese Hunter, and he did, like, nothing. <laughs> so that just means I'm not going to take him here, and he's going to hit, Allen. like, five threes. You could go with Serge Barry Rice. Mm-hmm. You could go with... Um, I think Timmy Allen Isu. is the way to go here. Um, yeah. I think Serge Barry Rice probably would be favored to score more than Allen, but Allen gets more rebounds and fills up the stat sheet more. So I'll yeah. take Timmy Allen. And then with my last KU pick, I could go with Zuby. Could go with Jank. They get in foul trouble. Could go with Zach Clements. No, let's go, go with Zuby. MJ Rice. Zuby Edgefer. I, I will say there is an avenue for MJ playing. I mean, if even though we know Bill Self isn't going to rest the starters or you know, but if it's a few less minutes here or there on could to the MJ wing Rice. players, could be MJ. Maybe Rice that too. means MJ does get a shot in a game like this to play. You know? I'll, I'll I'll take MJ Rice. Okay. Sucker. He's going to have negative three. <laughs> no, okay. He might. Uh, he's Nick Springer. I'm Derek Johnson. We're going to take a timeout. Florida Man Mad Libs next. This is RCST. This is a Rock Chalk Sports Talk News Alert. Office say this man sold crack to an undercover police officer all while wearing a shirt that said Coke on it. Ever wondered just how crazy headlines can get? And now the Broward Sheriff's Office is looking into this one. So if you recognize the defecating deviant dropping deuces on driveways, give Broward Crime Stoppers a call. Our headline experts have you covered. 42-year-old man was arrested for riding his bicycle on the front lawn of a Naples home and telling a woman inside he was an FBI agent. This is Florida Man Mad Libs with Derek Johnson, Nick Springer, and Sam Speck on Rock Chalk Sports Talk. 
All right, welcome back in to Rock Chalk Sports Talk on KLWN with Nick Springer. I'm Derek Johnson, and we had to move around some stuff a little bit, but that's all right. We still got another edition of Florida Man Mad Libs. Nick has worked into a big lead over me, and uh, Sam Speck joins us in the KLWN studio for another edition of Florida Man Mad Libs. That's right. Well, thank you guys for being so flexible. I have been busy. Of course, I endured an injury a couple of weeks ago as well, so we have been banged up here in the spring season of Florida Man Mad Libs, but we are actually, if you look at it, we are now officially on the final week of the regular season. So this is the last week? Oh. Yeah, this it, well, we do we do have championship week next week, and then oh. you guys can decide how you would like to maybe go about that because Nick has now garnered quite a bit of a lead. It is currently forty nine to forty in the aggregate points, six and three. It's been a blowout. Well, that's so sucks, Derek. I need a big week. That's Good sucks. lord! Week. So again, it's a March Madness here. We usually run off of aggregate points. Arch though, Madness. But, uh, again, within that regard, <laughs> for you at home, we would encourage you to play. Ten available points is what it is. First round, we'll only have one available point. So if I win ten nothing this week, I'm good. You could, yeah, exactly. Realistically, <laughs> well, if I win ten nothing this week, I'm however, good. the aggregate points still wouldn't put you behind because you've lost the last few weeks. You're no, three and six. Points, yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. I won ten nothing. Good. Yeah, but you, you still are losing. Yes, exactly. Well, not in total points. But uh, on that the would, scoreboard, you would be losing. That no, would I'd be make, up fifty to forty-nine. You'd and, be four and six, and that would uh, make next week. That would make points. that would makes next week's championship game a little bit more interesting. So we can get to that. But at home, we encourage you to play along again here on Florida Man Mad Libs. We take a couple of words out of a random, actual, legitimate, and actually fairly current headline that we have found, and we ask these two players to submit the word out of an option of a couple. First round is worth one point. The next two round will be potentially three points. So let's get into it. Let me give you my favorite one of the week because, again, there's actually a Netflix series, by the way. So anybody out on Netflix, it's quite literally there's a trailer. It's a bizarre type of thing. It's a series of crimes that are only fit for the state. And guess what it's called? Guess what it's called? Anybody? Florida something. Florida Man. Florida Man. I'm well, not even kidding. Wow. Florida man. So if you want to catch that's, on that. That's two words away from infringing upon our our, upon our great <laughs> That's right. We can, we can put some We backs. might need to go to war with Netflix. All right, let's get into it. First round again, only one redacted word, only worth one point. But again, this could be the tiebreaker at the later of the game. We encourage you at home to stay encouraged. But Derek, Nick, you ready to go? Oh, yeah. Let's do it. Okay, so a Florida man was arrested for, well, actually, it was uh, kind of a heartwarming story, so thank goodness. But a Florida man was arrested <laughs> and then treated for acting like it was blank. So again, he was a little bit of a, a bad day. Might be thinking he was somewhere else. But he was either thinking it was uh, Y2K, The Apocalypse, or 1923. So those are your three. Everybody's fine, but I like to say he was arrested first, but then he was actually also treated. So there was okay, no uh, demise to this by any means. So thank goodness that they have that in place. So this was but, a guy just like outside... Acting, and he was just having yes. a out of body experience. It's got to be apocalypse, right? I mean, or I mean, Y two K is pretty Y2K bad. Was pretty bad. Nineteen twenty three was pretty rough too. Lots of racial, and lots Nothing. of gender issues. Like, oh, that was. I mean, that's women's rights area. That's. I mean, that's. But that's like, a, but there wasn't guess, like a significant okay. thing in nineteen twenty three that happened. No, not, but maybe my not thing is just like what? What would make him think it's nineteen twenty three? What would make him think, man, like, I, dude? I think you're thinking way too hard, deeply. Uh, at that apocalypse point. is literally the only one that you could actually justify and be like, I think the apocalypse is happening. I disagree. If you're under the influence of various drugs, shall or we say, even just a mental break, keep that in mind. Just a mental could break. Been a mental break. Yeah, could be thinking anything. All right. 
Are you going with Apocalypse? Yes. Okay, so Derek's going with I'm going to go with Y2K. Here. And Nick is going with Y2K. And after this, you at home lock in your answers. And the house comes away with one. It's actually just 1923. Again, this was just a guy aged, kind of uh, going through a lapse. Again, everything worked out fine. And this is what I love about the actual article looking into it. He was actually treated. And uh, again, yes, the well, arrest happened. What I don't understand happen, is like, it would make sense if it was like, this was a really old guy, and he thought that he was like a kid again, and it was like nineteen. He was acting or whatever. rather aggressive, though. But so. but like, he was he wasn't even alive. How would he even know what nineteen twenty three is like? He, he wasn't alive for it. Oh, it was an older gentleman, so he could have been. However, we're looking at nineteen twenty three. No, that's that a hundred years ago. Years ago. So is this yes, guy a hundred? Yeah, no, that would have been a very infancy of his thing. So I don't know. He went back. You make a good point. Okay. But that's quite literally the unredacted. Without it, Florida man was arrested and treated for acting like it was 1923. So the house gets one there. There we go. So let's get into the second round again. Two redacted words with the possibility of three points because, again, if you get both of them, you get the whole uh, you, you, the whole shebang, yeah. you get the whole three points. So let's yeah. get to the first one here. So, <laughs> sorry. I, uh, I love reading these sometimes. A Florida man who allegedly beat a blank with a blank is facing charges now. And, again, let me give you some context before we get any further. Everybody's fine. Everybody's fine. Things were done. Put Things were put in place. But let's start with the first redacted. A Florida okay. man who allegedly beat either a night, a neighboring beachgoer, a lifeguard, or a shark with a blank is facing charges. Okay. So there's. I feel like it's not neighboring beachgoer. I don't think they put, to go off of your theory, Derek, I don't uh, think they phonetics. put that in the headline. Right? Too long. It wouldn't say Too long. neighboring yeah. beachgoer. Yeah, it's a little bit. It's a mouthful. So I think it's either shark or lifeguard, which... Both are equally intriguing, I would say. Yeah, there's not. This isn't good news. I'm going here. lifeguard. Derek's locking okay. in lifeguard. So Florida man who allegedly pick, beat a blank, either shark, lifeguard, or neighboring beast. Just to be different, I'll pick shark. The reason I I chose lifeguard is because Sam told he us said everyone's, everyone's okay. Fine. Everyone's fine. And I don't He's think fine. people would care well, if the, the shark, shark got would, beaten to death. Dude, no, shark, it's a the shark is fine. Yeah, but no, but I don't people think people care about sharks. You know I many, don't care about sharks. You know I care about sharks killed every year. Not enough. No, way <laughs> wow. more, way more. I did not know <laughs> that Derek hated sharks. Dude, we're in Kansas. What do you have to? Why, why do you? Yeah, what do you have sharks? to worry about? Yeah. I don't have. I don't. I, why, do you, why, why, why do you? Why do you hate sharks? Shark dies. We live in I'm Kansas. I'm not going to be sad about it. Yeah, because but you live three hundred miles shark, away from it. A shark is never going to do anything to impact your life as long as you live here. But Dude, for Floridians, I, I, no, this is so dumb. But no. for but Floridians, <laughs> what? what? No, I what? kind of agree with Nick. You are seven hundred miles away from ever having to worry about. Okay, that. one. So. Do you guys not know what empathy is? Two. Yes. I go. I am from California. I that's, go back home that's true. all the time. So you're a I was coastal just kid. In, in on the ocean a weekend ago that's in South true. Carolina. What? What? No. All right. All right. I'll concede. I'll concede. No, I I agree with what you guys what? are saying here. So Nick goes with shark. Derek goes with lifeguard. But again, the options were shark, <laughs> lifeguard, or a neighboring beachgoer. So this Florida man allegedly, uh, again, everybody's fine, but beat either of those three options with a hammer, the umbrella, or a tumbler cup. And is now facing charges. So again, a tumbler cup, something to kind of keep things insulated. You're on a hot beach, got to keep it icy. Maybe you use that umbrella next to you at the beach, or truly, maybe you actually brought a utility tool to the beach, and we're using that. Or maybe not even it's the beach. It just happens to be a Florida man, because again, like I mentioned, it might not have anything See, to exactly. do. Exactly, he could be beating a shark with, with a hammer beach. anywhere. 
Sure, of course, because everybody goes to the beach with their hammer. No, he just said not a beach. <laughs> it, he well, just said I, I, not a beach. It's a clue. These are clues, but I try and. Shoot this could you be guys. like a Jim McElwain situation where he was, you know, <laughs> He's still with a hammer, there. umbrella, tumbler cup, or a <laughs> hammer. Okay. Um, I think I have to go with either hammer or umbrella. So you went on the first one, shark. What are you locking in with, Nick? I'm going to pick hammer. Okay, so he's going to go with hammer there. Nick locking in with hammer, with the shark. Derek, you went with lifeguard on the first one. So, actually, unfortunately, all three of these are kind of still open options. Yeah, I, I kind of want to go umbrella, but, like, I don't know. That's just that's a big umbrella. I'm going to go tumbler just out of the blue. Why not? You can have, have a smaller drink. You can have yeah. a smaller yeah. umbrella. Yeah, yeah. exactly. So. Well. Well, here it is, the full, unredacted, and uh, I do have the context of this story. A Florida man who allegedly beat a shark with a hammer is facing charges, so the full three points come down to my boy Nick right here. Oh, man! Here's what happened, actually. Oh, baby! He was close enough to the beach, and he was fishing. And after pulling up a shark that is unfortunately illegal within the uh, fishing game, they were seen using a utility tool in the incorrect way. The shark actually did get away. I don't See? know. I don't Everyone's know the current fine, status, Derek. Everyone's yeah, I fine. Don't I don't care. know the Derek, current. Yeah, the, the I, really don't. I don't Dude, know the current status of the shark. I'm literally okay. Here's here's what I'm doing. <laughs> Answers moving forward because this whole thing has become so I'm random. There are you no up. context you clues up. anymore. <laughs> the first season you can pick up context clues. This whole thing is all random now. I'm just telling you, you. I'm picking just, answer two and three for the next. Maybe you should just get better. Well, there you Have go. There is no context. Better? This is all luck. What do you mean? I, I just, I just nailed it. What are you talking about? I have no idea why it was all luck. What I'm do you mean? No, I totally two and three on this next. I knew. Listen, you guys I thought answer oh, two and three. Hey, as much as you guys, let's see what happens. As much as you guys argue with each other, which I love, by the way, I'm also a part of this madness, by the way, because I am selectively choosing these answer answers in order to screw you up. So, as much as you want to get mad at each other. Get mad at the house. Well, Derek just needs I'm to I'm just telling you, I'm picking answers to Okay, three. okay, here <laughs> we go. So, Nick coming away with a good one there. 3-0 after the first two. At home again, two redacted words <laughs> for this next one. A, actually, a Louisiana man allegedly kicked his roommate's blank, then threatened his neighbor with a blank. So, got to love these neighborly stories. It's always neighborly love. But the first redacted word, we've got three options. A Louisiana man allegedly kicked his roommate's prized artwork his raccoon, or his dog, then threaten the neighbor with a blank. We'll get to the second redaction. I told you I'm picking an answer, too, so we're going raccoon. Oh, so, okay. Oh, so he's sticking with that. Okay. So <laughs> I'm going random with the rest raccoon. of the way. Okay. And it's going to outperform me, and it's going to show you guys <laughs> how this whole thing is just well, a farce. It's rigged. It's, it is. It, you're going to get outperformed. It's just going to prove that you suck, because I'm still <laughs> going to be winning. no talent. He's it's down by What do you mean? If it's I'm like, still winning, and you're just picking random, it's like if you, clearly there's something. If you, there's right, skill if you picked heads on a coin clearly five straight times, there's no talent involved in that. It's all luck. I'm still winning, clearly. This is no. So for Nick and everybody at home, raccoon, prized artworker, dog is what he allegedly well, kicked. Okay, dog so, is obviously the obvious answer. It's kind so of the most common. Because yeah, of that, right? I'm going to go with prized artwork. Oh, going with prized artwork, something expensive, something that maybe he I mean, that would, broken. Yeah, that, would, that so. would make me mad if somebody kicked my prized artwork. Here we go. So a Louisiana man allegedly kicked his roommates either raccoon, prized artwork, or dog, then threatened his neighbor with... The said raccoon, the steel-toed boot, or a steel-toed boot, rather, let me reword that, or a sewing needle. So, he threatened his neighbor, again, with the said raccoon that could have been potentially within this story. The steel-toed boot that he was wearing, or a sewing needle. Okay, big difference. Sewing needle. A sewing that was needle, your third one. Sewing needle, that's what I'm going with. Does a sewing needle constitute, like, a threat? Like, is it... Oh, absolutely. I mean, it, it's not... It's small. You can still, still do a lot of damage with small eyes. As 
Does that still count as being a Imagine if somebody a stuck thing? a sewing needle in your eye. How would you feel? Oh, my gosh. What's up with you and I today? What's up with you and seven people in the eye today? We went. Is, we went. Took you a were here earlier, left turn, but yeah. Well, no. you were here earlier. He, Derek was talking about stabbing people in the eye. No, earlier. I, have you ever heard that phrase? No, I haven't. A stick in He's the eye? not wrong. Never heard though. that. He's not Sam, wrong. Sam, have you heard that? I wouldn't want a needle in the eye. No, yes, I have. I yeah, have heard okay. that. I, but heard I, that. I, I wouldn't want it either. Okay, I think because I picked steel toed, or because I picked prized artwork, I think the steel toed boot makes the most sense. So he t- he puts on the steel toed boot. The guy came in. Yeah. He goes and he's like, "I got the steel toed boot. I'm gonna smash up your artwork." He kicks the crap out of the artwork, and then the neighbor is like, "Dude, why are you kicking that guy's artwork?" Oh. And he's like, "Oh, do you want this steel-toed boot on you now?" And yeah. then he threatens him with it. Boom! There you go, steel-toed boot. I see your reasoning actually. So here it is. So Nick is locking in with steel-toed boot. Derek is going there. Interesting actually, because here it is, full unredacted. Louisiana man allegedly kicked roommate's personal. Raccoon, actually, it was his. Uh, it was a raccoon. It was quite literally a pet. Uh, then threatened his neighbor with a sewing needle. Derek coming away with a nice victory. <laughs> I told you, this whole thing is random. There's no skill to this. This is just. Welcome. I'm gonna keep doing this. Next time, I'm picking uh, number one on both answers. Welcome to Florida Man Mad Libs, yep. baby. So tied at three to three as we head into now round three, as it is again for you at home. Um, uh, two redacted words. Let's get to it. Florida man arrested after robbing multiple blanks, then telling police. He was, quote, blank. So we'll start with the first one. He either robbed multiple Orlando stores, multiple that neighbors, one. or multiple Miami marinas, which is kind of where you keep the boat. And what was the like second that. blank again? Uh, neighbors. Or no, sorry. What? Can I hear the whole Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, no. Headline. Florida man arrested for robbing multiple blanks, then telling police he was, quote, blank. Okay. So it's a gotcha. comment. Yeah, we will we will have a quote from him in a moment. But the first one again, either Miami Marinas, Orlando stores, or neighbors. All right, Miami Marinas. Boom. There you go. Derek locking in with I Miami think I'm Marinas. Go with Miami Marinas also. Both of them kind of go. Because I don't think neighbors. I don't think neighbors makes a lot of sense. So keep in mind. You yeah, guys I guess are, if we're tied, we have to pick something different next. Well, time. and that could be on the next one. So you well, guys yeah. can. Yeah. But you I might be right. It, I don't think it's neighbors. I don't think it's. Orlando's. I'm going to go with Miami Marinas. All right. So they're both locking in with Miami Marinas, assuming that this is the right uh, answer, which is it's not. So you guys are, uh, you can probably maybe suggestively or uh, try and figure out a way to go with that. But he tells the police after robbing these multiple areas that he was either broke, he just got broken up with, or he was bored. So of those three items, what did this criminal say, quote, to the police? Man, I told you I was going to pick answer number one. That's what we're going with. He was broke. He was broke. Okay, so I mean, okay, if broke. it's not the marinas, and then it's, maybe it's the stores, in which case the fact that he's broke might make sense. But because you picked that, I'm going to pick something else. So, I, I mean, if you're bored, that's just that's just dumb. That's just, that's just idiotic. It's so dumb. But I'm going to go with it. Okay, he's so he's going to go with it. Well, and as we've learned many times throughout this reel with the Florida man, that's kind of the way to go. Florida man arrested after robbing multiple Orlando stores, by the way. So both of you got that incorrect instead of Miami Marinas for telling. And then actually after arrested, told the police he was bored. 
That's why. Let's go. There it is, Nick. All right. Let's go, baby. With another victory. But Woo! It was a close one, four to three here this week. So I we're going to have checked out from this. Wow. Segment. It is all random. Uh, next wow. week, I'm going to bring a little uh, spin wow. wheel he, that has three I've, options, I've and just, that's what we're going to go. I'm with. just going to roll it or flip I've, a coin. You know, actually, yeah, I'll see if I can find a three-sided dice. I've beaten Derek so bad that he's just he's just tossing the towel. Throw well, next the week, towel. next Throw week, you guys need to delegate how you're going to handle championship week because I don't know again, because if Derek's already given up, then I think it's over. Yeah, he can have it. He can have it. Are you sure? I don't care. Well, and care. we have taken a couple you, of bye weeks with Derek. Yeah. Derek's broken. You have broken but me. My, other my winning that, streak has broken Derek. Other than that, with that, Florida Man Mad Libs, one of my favorite segments. Great time. Again, thank you for including me in your fun. We will see you next time, whether it's next week for championship or whether they concede or whatever they uh, whatever <laughs> they come up with here. We will be back next time here on KLWN. For Nick, for Derek, thanks so much. All right, that's Sam Speck with Nick Springer. I'm Derek Johnson. Bill Self Audio next. This is RCST. Thanks for listening to the Best of RCST podcast. And a reminder, you can catch our show Monday through Friday from 3 to 6 live on KLWN in Lawrence, 101.7 FM, 1320 AM, or anywhere you're online at klwn.com or the KLWN app. Thanks for listening.